Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are today. And today we're talking big picture or small picture, big game or small game. Let me give you some, uh, a little bit of insight into what it feels like or looks like to play in the big game. So if you watch the activity that's going on around an anthill, you'll see a really small army of really earnest workers tugging away at what to them is very hard and important work. Uh, the ants can't see you because you're huge and they make no fuss or worry about uh, you. But they do fuss about and worry and have their anxieties and they're very stressed. They live for very short periods in a relative sense and therefore have forebodings of what the future has installed for them. They believe that their importance in the universal plan is huge, but you laugh, you giggle at such littleness. You get your foot and stamp on it. No, you don't. You, You look down and you think, gee, they're only going to be alive for a couple of weeks and they're worried. They're missing out on opportunity and they're stressed and they worry. You blame them. And you think, oh, God, they're, was- they're fussing about their work and they're, they're building this thing, which in the big picture is totally trivial because it's an anthill. You, name, you know that these ants came onto this earth without exercising any choice, just like you. So if you lived on an anthill and never looked beyond the anthill, then you would be a citizen of the anthill. If you looked outside of that anthill, at the fields around you, a broader perspective of nature would become obvious. If from those fields you looked at the forest and the valleys and the mountains and the trees and far across the ocean to other lands, your viewpoint would be greatly shifted. And you would be a citizen of the anthill, but without the anthill perspective. Imagine that. Where would you have heard that before? So... Let's keep going. If you think the earth is the center of the universe and that uh, the chief purpose of creation is a human being, you'll be like an ant in the anthill. And you'll believe that your little anthill was the heart of the universe and that they were the climax of all existence. They would worry and fret and stress about all sorts of stuff because, well, goodness knows, They're very, very, very important. Their perspective is so small and so self-defined because they never sat on top of an anthill. They never looked out into the distance. They never more than a metre from their home. To this little ant, the anthill was a mighty massive matter. But the great operators of the universe are taking place in another part of the sky. New worlds are being born, suns are coming into existence, new systems are forming, and all is life, swift, thrilling, and omnipotent. This is where you want your spiritual perspective to come from. This is therefore where we must travel to gain it. And let's call this big picture thinking, the big game. From the universe, looking back at our earth, it's really unimportant. It's probably less important than one grain of sand on all the beaches of all the earth. If you are able to imagine your earth as a tiny grain of sand in the midst of endless masses of sand, there would be billions and billions and billions of ants crawling over this one little grain of sand. Uh, 
Remember, relative size is very important. And one of those ants is going to be the king or the queen, and she might die. But another is the emperor, another is the president of a great big piece of the anthill, of the, of the grain of sand. Another is the mighty financier, has lots of money, and another is a human being of gigantic uh, sports performance, crawling with their, for their brief period over this grain of sand, only to be eventually absorbed into its surface and disappear quite quickly. While the other ants come forth and do their crawling, for their belief, period, is likewise, and will go for nothing. Think about it. This earth is just a grain of sand, and actually scientists have measured the number of uh, stars and planets they think exist in the universe. Now this is through the Hubble telescope, and they actually do believe that our planet earth is about the size of a grain of sand in all the sands in the whole of, of the world. This earth is a grain of sand. So how many people on this grain of sand think of the great drifts of all the other sands that fill the sky? How many people think of the worlds beyond the galaxies, of the next universe and the varied array of heavenly wonders that make up the cosmos? If you've never been 500 kilometres from your home, or if you've travelled from your home across the sky in an aeroplane for 24 hours and you think you've really done some travelling, you really haven't because you've just... Been, you've just gone from one place to the other, you're in the, still in the same place, just in a different place. Your brain hasn't moved. Some people think it's a long journey to travel halfway around the planet and go to a different country, but that's because they've got such a small viewpoint. If instead of measuring... And so you can see from the interruption my front doorbell ringing, that things are real. <laughs> so let's conjure up the idea in our mind that this little grain of sand called Earth is a very small part of the sky and that things are going on outside of your life, outside of this planet, outside of the total thing that we have no idea about unless we think big game. And then if you think about that, maybe some of the things you're worrying about right now as to whether the colour of your underpants matches your socks or whether your poop is green or blue might just fall into context and then you might just start to relax a little bit. And this is called switching off. There was once a strange man who had a most powerful microscope and this person silently carried out <clears throat> an experiment. They got one grain of sand and he, he put that in his lab and he placed it under a microscope where it appeared like a great big world and he just zoomed in and zoomed in and it was so full of variation that it required weeks to study this grain of sand and after a while he placed it under an even more powerful microscope and he could see a still larger world under his microscope. And at length, after months of study, he placed this grain of sand under one of the greatest microscopes ever invented. 
And that was years ago. And ever since that time, <clears throat> this guy has been engaged in making maps of the grain of sand. And he finds it contains hills and valleys and mountains and peaks and canyons and upheavals and depression. Oh, wow, just like Earth. And our strange guy with his grain of sand says <clears throat> that if a race of people were suited to this grain of sand would appear on it, they would have just as large a world to live on as we have here. And if, you know, you compare comparative size, and he took the grain of sand back to the beach and placed it in a thimble of sand. Then he looked over the whole beach of sand and made an estimate of how many thimblefuls are on the beach that he took the grain of sand from. Now he could see the importance of his grain of sand in the cosmos. It's no different to our world in the universe of stars. Relative size means everything. It means clearly that if there were millions and billions and millions and billions of people on a grain of sand so small that it was wholly unimportant to us, they would seem as great to themselves as we do to ourselves. And a grain of sand would appear as vast a world as to them as the earth seems to us. There may be countless people, tribes, nations, activities, generations, that tiny bit of sand, just as there is on this planet. To us, they would be insignificant. Insignificant. <laughs> Yet to themselves, in the small game, they would be really important. What they wore, they would plan, they would worry, they would find, make peace, win and lose sports games. They'd be born in pain and die in suffering, all just as we do. And life's problems and struggles would be just as serious and people would have depression and need a pill. And people would have relationship breakups and need a court case. They would have babies and hang on to them as if that was the end of the universe. They would have elections, politics, graft even, the rise and fall of governments, courts, trials, where defendants would tremble and all the business of existence would continue with such great importance. The value of time. Cities have never withstood a hundred centuries of time, so no work of humankind, no building or rare act, no monument will survive very long into the future in real terms. The axis of the earth is constantly swinging the poles towards the sun. It's only a question of time when our tropics will be covered in ice and the great cities will be buried. Global warming is just a small fragment of the inevitable. Our individual place in this puzzle is absolutely unimportant. Destiny is planned and nothing we can do to change the big story. We can only modify the little one. You are less than one leaf on a tree in a forest of a hundred million acres of trees and a hundred years from now, your history will be absolutely 100% obliterated. Of course, I'm talking to your spiritual viewpoint here. Your lower mind, your ego, your small game will shudder at this thought. What, me? Irrelevant? How dare you, Chris Walker? Who does he think he is? And here is the witness of all this drama on earth because all these little lower minds argue that they know what's right and what is important because this creates identity. And identity, after all, makes me important. 10 times 10 million is a billion. If you are just one of humanity and you exist in the context 
of just one single generation. This earth has welcomed generations of people for more than 200,000 years, probably for half a million, and will continue to do so as nature has in its predestined schedule. The earth gets closer to the sun in every evolution. Watch out, you're going to get hot, you're going to live in a microwave if you live a billion years long. This vision is to impress on your mind the fact that you are but one of 6.5, well actually it's now 7, billion people living here on this planet. And they are but one of a generation in an endless procession of other generations that come and go in rapid succession. Soon, each forgotten and erased from the face of this grain of sand. So what do you know about your grandfather? You know, sometimes there's even a photo these days, but the grandfather's grandfather's grandfather before photos came, we don't even know. We don't even know what they look like. They thought it was very important what they look like. And I think what we're trying to say here is your life is really inconsequential. Except if you look at it from the big picture. So if you compare this bit of sand to our entire universe, we see that matter is composed of millions and millions of atoms, molecules and subatomic particles, which are a long way apart. If actually you measure something that's solid and you take away the atoms, molecules and subatomic particles, which are supposed to be solid, it is just purely empty space. Even lead is mostly empty space. And the planets that go around our solar system are moving are a long way apart. They're very small compared to the distance between them. Then we add the knowledge that the ultimate formation of matter, nothing touches. And that it's near the truth. Matter, it's when resolved into its primary parts, is, is actually nothing but space. Particles of matter orbiting in atoms with 99.99999% Space. Empty. So in struggling for life, we are grasping and struggling to build a house and struggling to own a car and struggling to do this and struggling to do that. We're grasping at empty space. How scientific is that? At best, the wealthiest person on earth owns nothing but space. So now you can think back over your day and if and if possible, think back over your life and wonder for all the effort and fear and worry and anxiety and doubt you've exerted gathering what is totally empty space and wonder what you're really thinking about. Even people are 99.99999% of empty space because they're composed of atoms, molecules and subatomic particles which are infinitesimally small compared to the space they take up. Now, the purpose of this is to try to give you a big picture environment, big picture thinking space in which you might be able to see the small picture as something very easily reconciled if it's not the way you want it. So here's an experiment. Go to a heap of sand, beach or whatever, and take one grain. Put it down somewhere and that call that your future property. No one will... Uh, send you to jail for stealing the grain of sand. And then take possession of this grain of sand so that you cannot possibly lose it. Then begin to count some of the other grains of sand that lie near the place where you took your grain from. 
Now, get a handful, estimate the number of grains it contains, because you can multiply it out, and look over the whole heap of sand and make an estimate of how many handfuls are on the whole beach. Remembering most beaches go down 30, 40 metres even. Then imagine you are standing on a beach that is, let's say, two kilometres wide, stretching under the sea for 20 kilometres long and about 100 metres deep with sand. And get your mind the number of grains of sand and all that mass and take a look and see what the value of your grain of sand is compared to the whole. Now you have an idea of the importance of this earth in the galaxy in which it lives and in turn this galaxy the Milky Way, in the context of its known universe, and the one of billions and billions of known galaxies in the cosmos. Study this proposition until this really starts to etch itself into your mind. Our Earth is a tiny speck in the cosmic dust, and you are a mosquito on the ass of an elephant that is tiny in this cosmic dust. Imagine this thought as you go to sleep, just how small you really, really are, and how insignificant. Now the second experiment, take a grain of sand, let's call it your small gain, and claim it as yours. So now it's really important, it's your property, you've paid off the mortgage. Now look at it. If you wish to bring only your physical mind to view it, then you need to be alone. But if you wish to see it with your psychic mind, you, it would be wise to just close your eyes and imagine it. Look at that grain of sand. Imagine that if you see it under a microscope, you have one and can enlarge the grain of sand a hundred times, but your imagination can do that as well. So suppose you could imagine, magnify the grain of sand by a thousand diameters. 10,000 times, what would you have? And now imagine you belong to a race of people that were small enough to dwell on the grain of sand. And then you would realise you would have no way of having any other perspective other than individual, the small game. You would think that a building was really tall if it was 100 storeys, or an aeroplane was really clever if it flew at a great speed through the air. But everything you're thinking about is viewed through a small game perspective. And if you viewed things through a big game perspective, everything you're viewing would suddenly become trite. The third experiment. Build a solar system of the same comparative size that are in which our Earth. Remembering that the sun is more than 90 million miles from Earth and it is 1,250,000 times larger than Earth. The sun could take into itself our world and would absorb it like an ocean would absorb a single drop of water. water. 1,000 or Earths, if they all went into the sun at one time, would be no more than a drop in comparison and the sun would devour it all and wouldn't have a blip. The solar system consists of the sun and nine planets. Of these Jupiter is the largest and it would take 1200 Earths to make one Jupiter. 
but all the planets together and the thousands of moons would make only one drop in the bulk of the sun. And our sun is the smallest sun we see when we look up into the sky. The fourth experiment. Take the grain of sand and glue it to the wall so it can't be rubbed off easily. Then get a golf ball and glue it to the same wall around about two metres away from the grain of sand. So the grain of sand is the earth and the golf ball is the sun. Two metres, 2.2 metres actually, 73 inches. The only purpose is to impress on your mind the littleness of earth. Now consider that the uh, golf ball, the sun, is one of the smallest in the galaxy. And if you were to put it next to the closest star on the wall, you would need to place it about eight kilometres away to get the distance between our sun and the nearest sun, Alpha Centauri. Then consider that there are millions of suns in our galaxy. I forget the number. I think it's six trillion. And this viewpoint is a spiritual perspective. It's a big game viewpoint. Now you might begin to see a more enlightened perspective. The ball and the grain of sand should remain on the wall of your room at all times where you can see them so that they may give you this feeling of how unimportant the trivial shit that runs most people's small game is. Pah! 